What would you say you do here? You shut your mouth when you're talking to me. There are no more shenanigans, no more tomfoolery, no more ballyhoo. This man sucks. 300, and I'm tired. 300, and I'm also tired. This is a, just a tired, tired, bad cold. It's blustery. Oh, and it's show 300. That's what we're saying. We're saying yeah, it's a 300th episode of Cartoon Casual. Which is uh, hard to believe. Kind of mind-boggling. I feel like $100. <laughs> I feel like I feel like crap. Went to, uh, we all, we can talk about this, went to uh, Havasu, did some shopping. Yeah, we did. Had a nice meal. Really Cartoon nice Casual be shopping. Yeah. Also, uh, real quick before I forget, big shout-out to... Uh, uh, Troy, I, I'm gonna refrain from saying his last name, but he's a bad son bitch. Love this guy, best football coach in Northern California. He used to live here in Kingman, and he still he still listens to the show. He texts me today, yeah, about how uh, what did he said. Uh, it was about Skip Bayless. You remember we were talking about him? I don't remember. I don't think you knew who he was. It's it's Rick Bayless, the chef. Correct. It's Skip Bayless is a sports commentator. He's just known for just being an absolute shithead. Yes. And he goes, I despise Skip Bayless, scum of the earth TV personality. Wow. That's like the 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 most unflattering thing I think I've ever heard Troy say. He's one of the nicest guys ever. <laughs> but it's Skip Bayless. He's a, he's a, he's an asshole. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah. But yeah, we went to Havasu last weekend with uh, it was me and you and Trace. and It was a planned went, uh, was Saturday. It was a planned thruple date. Right after you got off work and it was rainy, as we all know. Rain day, and they had a great band down there. Jeremy's yeah, joint. Diesel Kentucky. You see those guys playing anywhere? Just go see them. Diesel Kentucky. I think you're working on having them come up here, maybe. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. I already reached out to the guy. Emailed him this morning. And we went to, and Jeremy goes, "Hey, you guys want to have a nice meal? You walking distance right out of the back of Jeremy's Jig Joint. It's called Shabones. Chaybones. Chaybones. Also, I had to ask the server how to pronounce it because I've heard it pronounced a thousand different ways. Right. Holy shit. Yeah, but Best that, restaurant experience I've had in a long time. And don't get me wrong, I love Matinas, but this is a different type of restaurant. It's a tapas bar. Ta- well, they have tapas and they have uh, uh, entrees. Yeah, regular handful of entrees. And so it's all good. We but just the, went out the gate like we we're a bunch of stone teenagers and just like, I want some of this and some of this and some of that and all the, of that and fucking all of that. But the best part was when we got there, we went to the door. Oh, crap. And it said, it was just it was we like get a to small what, sign. What looks like the front sign. door. The front door had, a, 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 you know, the presumable front door. But they're actually, it was, a, it was a little bit throwing off a little bit because it didn't look like a regular parking lot was out in that area. There is, yeah, there wasn't. Yeah, it's there, just like a just street parking Yeah, so I was like, please use other door. So we all went, all right. In the so rain. In we, the we rain. It seemed like the 90 degrees around over there would be the main entrance where the cars would be parked and stuff or whatever. And then there's not. So we went all the way around. It's raining, cold. Kind of windy, yeah. We go around. It's a big, kind of a big building. It's kind of a good sized building. And we're walking around, going, "God, it's not over here." Okay, it must be on the other side. You know, keep we keep going, and it's fucking. We walk, and then rock. It's on a it's on a hill, <laughs> right? So you have to walk up up the, through this rocky into this rocky lot to walk around the one side, and then you're right back where we came. Right. Four lefts. Right. We took four lefts around that building and then f- figured out that the, by the other door there's a little baby arrow about an inch long. It's a skinny-ass thin arrow you can't see at all. And it was pointing at the left door instead of right. using the right door, not the... God damn it. And it should say, please use this door or something, like with an arrow. Yeah, or maybe just, like, entrance. Right. Or maybe we're just dipshits. Right. And we're hoping, like... God, who saw us walk all the way around? They're just like pointing at us. Like, I think those guys must be must be from Kingman. Yeah, they're definitely a bunch of hillbillies. Like, they probably are like, oh wow, they're from they're definitely from Kingman, but they must be rich because they're wearing shoes. <laughs> like, I'm like, I but I what I really liked about the place was the '90s fancy decor. Yeah, it would have been really nice. It still it, looks good. It but still it's like looks it's, really it's, good. But it's and a little it's, bit dated. It looks really nice. It just does. It does look a little dated. Yeah. Uh, but what made it even worse, though, it wasn't bad at all. But what made it worse, though, was you pointed out, you're like, ah, oh, the music also. If they could just update yeah, their, their music a little bit. their music was all smooth jazz. It all sounded like the like like the background music on Frasier. Right. It was, I, like I couldn't, sh- I, well, that's nothing against the restaurant because the, the food was fantastic. The service was excellent. The the waiter, waiter there was a lot of fun. The was waiter, fun. Our, yeah, our server was, he was phenomenal. Right. And looked just like Steve Hofstetter. He did. The comedian. Which I tr- had to rein Paul in because he definitely I wanted, about to, he wanted to say something to him. I'm like, don't 
Fuck, t- don't tell one a redhead he looks like another redhead. He's already fucking heard it before. He probably doesn't even know who he is. I'd be he shocked might. if he didn't because he's around my age. I can yeah. tell. But he was cool as hell. He was like just fun. And what and you and you you actually gave me a, a hell of a compliment, which has been rattling around in my brain since. Is I that, did. Yeah, because you said on purpose. This would be like you. If, <laughs> yes, you fucking asshole. I think like that guy is like the the Joe of servers. Yeah, that's true. Because he's you, he was like, engaged and, I, and knew a lot of shit and and yeah. could uh, could judge his uh, uh, which I'm pretty good at most of the time. He could judge his audience. So when he tries to crack jokes or whatever, he knows. Because of context clues of the way we're having conversation, that he could say things right. that he may not say to other people. Right. Like when I said I used to work, you know, back of the house and front of the house. I've done it, you know, all those jobs. That's when he kind of loosened up, and that's when he told us about the. He's like, you know, you you. And he looked, put his hand on my shoulder. He goes, you know, you never piss off your dishwasher. You just don't do it. Right. And that's what he found out the dishwasher. He remember we ordered our dessert. Oh yeah. Comes out and he's like, look, man. All right. I know we took all your silverware. We only had one clean spoon. <laughs> I thought he was joking, like he was gonna have us like share, but yeah. he really was not. And like I, there's, there, I, I went back there and nicely asked, nicely asked the dishwasher, "Hey man, just I forget how he phrased it. He's like, I had to phrase it so you don't, you know, you don't want to piss off your dishwasher, right? But you also don't want him to talk shit at you for being, being too soft with him, right? Right. So you have to wade through that, right? And then we got our extra other two spoons. And then yeah, I, think, creme- I, think, I think Trace bought the dishwasher a beer or something. Too. Yeah, I bought the dishwasher a beer. That's right. Can we buy? Can we send him a beer? It's like, Hell yeah, he'll love that. And then yeah. he came out and thanked us. Yeah, he did. Yeah, which yeah. I've never had happen before. No, that's the first for yeah. me too. Yeah, that was it. Was a uh, Che Bones great? And I think it's great like, what, what did we spend? I mean, we each had a couple drinks, and then it was like eighty bucks a piece. Two, yeah, it was two forty one was the final tab without tip before tab. Yeah, that's tip, not yeah. bad for three people. No, for a decent restaurant, for a nice restaurant, and we don't with, go out that much like that anyway. So it's like fuck it, do it every once in a while. Everything they had, they that they brought out was incredible. There was nothing that was like, eh. It was yeah. like I would have ordered everything else again. Yeah. We had like six or seven. I don't know how many things of tapas we. I think it was seven. Yeah. I think we ordered seven. And then <laughs> Trace ordered a steak on top of that. Yeah. Which I thought was odd, but it was very good. That Yeah, and then shared the steak. Oh, yeah. it was ribeye. Man, was, they did I'm it. so goddamn hungry right now. <laughs> but it took me. I was hungry. That meal was, put it this way, this is how rich that meal was. Mm-hmm. I got heartburn afterward. I don't get heartburn unless my yeah. stomach has like been empty for like twelve hours. Right. Then I start getting like the stomach acid and like it's like body's like, hey, can you fucking give me some sustenance? Uh, I know a lot of you people out there are thinking Joe's gone more than twelve hours without eating. <laughs> yes, I used to do it regularly. Uh, so um, I actually got heartburn and had to order like a uh, a club soda at the bar afterward. Oh, that's why you had that. That's why I got that because I was okay. like, just oh, oh. But but winding it back a little bit, the first goal was because the mall down there across from the airport. I don't even know what that mall's called down there. Do you know what that mall's? Called? I have no idea. And you said yeah, you got the pennies and there's the Dillards down there, and because I need a couple of shirts. Paul Paul was the reason for the trip because he right. needed some decent shirts. Right. I got rid of some stuff and I need, I need to just need and Joe goes, needed dress shirts. Let me get down there. We can go down there and get this. Let's go Friday and let's go down there and watch the cool band. So in there, the mall is empty as usual. There was nobody in those stores. Never. And they just weren't, weren't, and they were closing like an hour from then, and I found everything I needed, plus a couple pair of pants, and I had my Levi's consultants with me, which yeah. you and Trace. At which I'm, I, I'm still, I still can't, I, like, I, I, it just finds, I find it so fucking funny that you <laughs> walked out of the fitting room in your sock feet in the middle of JCPenney. No one was around. I said, fuck it, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do yeah. this. And then the girl was kind of helping it. This was so fun. We told you this. It's not even. I wasn't even around for the, the for the lady who. It was who, goofy. She was. How old do you think she was? Thir- tw- 25. 20, yeah, something yeah. like that. So she goes, oh, hey, can I help you guys? And I said, well, I'm looking for this number of Levi in this size. She goes, oh, okay. And I said, and I know you've got some right here. Cause we were already, but it's not that size. So is there somewhere else? And she just kind of. It was just odd. She kind of. Looked over at us a little bit and kind of looked at a one or two, and then she just kind of walked away without even saying anything. Like, didn't come back, didn't right. Not, I'm gonna go look in back, or I think I don't think you've got it. If you didn't, if they're not here, they're no no, yeah, no information. Just kind of it was a weird just faded out. I went, she's just walking away, and then Trace kind of laughed. Went, I don't get it. Well, we can keep looking. So we found finally figured out, and you guys figured out what I should wear, and they're perfect anyway. So 
But you said, go try those on. They'll fit. I didn't think they would. And they did. So, yes, I took all. I'm not putting my sh- my boots back on because they were going to be harder to lace yeah, up. To, fuck yeah. It. So I walked out. She was hanging around kind of in that she same area. She was probably area. 10 feet behind you, maybe 15 feet behind you. All right. So I go like, walking out like, and Joe basically yells. I was like, yeah. There's no one in the store. Like loud enough to go, yeah. Turn around. Turn around. Let's see that dump truck. Like, <laughs> and, like, and, <laughs> and the girl didn't even flinch. I, I have a feeling. Well, because not only was she kind of weird yeah. and not helpful and with no sense of humor but also remember when we went to check out we walked all the way up to the walked to the one checkout and there was yes. nobody around yes i've been there 10 minutes before they closed before i've been there right and there's someone there that that, that register is too. always operating so we're walking on this two there's mile hike all over the store fuck yeah no shit because like, it's one of those stores that's built like a goddamn casino it makes you walk there's no clear route across directly across you have to walk around a bunch of shit because they want you to buy stuff. I get it. Right. And so we walk over to the other checkout thing and still had to stand there and wait for five minutes while the lady was counting a drawer. She's <laughs> like, just go down there. I'll be with you as soon as I can. It was so odd. The 15, whole thing was just 20, weird. 20, 25, 30. I'm like. What we should have said and, to the younger woman, though, is like, are, are you sure you don't want to get into retail sales? Because you yeah. got the personality. You're really trying to work <laughs> on that corporate level, man. You're just like really just going You're trying the to sell chain. us the, yeah, we're here with money. She's really trying to get a, a job in the JCPenney mail room. <laughs> Uh, they, so yeah, there's that. And then that lady was kind of shitty, like kind of a shit ass attitude. Kind of weird. I have a feeling that they may already know that that store is closing. Yeah. And the rest of us don't know that because I think JCPenney probably is one of those dying companies, which is, which sucks. They they might be too, because you said there was like, there was some certain kind of, yeah. And there was like nothing in Two months ago I was there. For whatever, for some reason, I don't know. And I, I went into that Penny's and I was like looking to see what they might have, like for flannel or something like that. I just mm-hmm. walked around and they, I bought <clears throat> like a two shirts and a, flan- and a regular, like two regular like t-shirts and a flannel shirt. And then I went back. I was like, man, I wonder if that those flannel because that flannel was on sale. It was like seventy five percent off. It was like fifteen bucks. Right. So I went to go back there to s- see if they had any more. And they where I bought my flannel from, there was one flannel shirt sitting on. Everything else was completely empty. There was nothing on that, not even hanging rack, like the folding right. like, table kind of thing. Which also makes you think that maybe they're just and trying they're, to sell shit. They're not restocking things. Right. And they still had the same So maybe if they are, shit, we got to so, figure out if, if they do close. Like, okay, everything's on sale, like yeah. a lot, and we'll just go down there again and see what we can find. Sucks, man. Yeah. But then we went to Dillard's. And I found my last shirt I needed. Your last shirt. So, I... And then we went to Jeremy's Duke Joint, and because we had still had some about forty five minutes to kill before the, our reservations. Yeah, and we had a couple of drinks. That was cool. The band was good. I was like these guys are good. They're really good. And we came back after a nice, that really wonderful meal and hung out for another couple hours. It was great. It was good shit. It was a great night. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was the guys are fun. The band's talented. And then you and I are the typical old men. Like we we're just like up early. Yeah, yesterday went to bed like, at like one or two or whatever the hell it was, and got up at six, I, six I, or I, something. I woke up at seven thirty. I I was asleep within fifteen minutes of you dropping me off at my house. Mm-hmm. I was so tired, yeah. and it had just like that big rich meal and then and a handful of drinks. Like I, I never really felt like I caught a buzz, but right. it was like the combination of alcohol and then blood sugar it was just like, all right, right. I got to go to fucking bed. And I haven't had that. I have not had a lot of sugar. That was the most sugar I'd had. I'm surprised you didn't throw up or something from yeah. that because, like, I because we split a couple of desserts, like you said, yeah. and then and then uh, yeah. So I'm, I'm anyway, a little lethargy yeah. today. That's why I'm a little. Anyway, that's exciting. Yes, you're so right. So 300th episode. What what has been your favorite guest that we've had? Just to put you on the spot. I like all of them, and that's not me just being dumb. Like, oh, all my kids are my favorite. It's not one of those things. Um. I think I like Cat. I would agree with that. I was going to say it's a toss up between Cat uh, Kennedy uh, and um, probably uh, one of the early, early, early Maybe ones your, was, your was, guy, was yeah. Jeremiah. Oh, Jer- oh, yes. That, that episode Jeremiah we did episode, was, that was a good one. like fourth or fifth episode or That's something. A good, way, was a, way back. That but, was a good one. Because it was like damn near four hours long. or three. It was probably three hours long. Not the one that and we got rid of. No, we didn't get rid of it. It's there. Oh I'm waiting for one of the th- one of the uh, the three of us has to die before it gets posted because it's fucking weird and dark. 
Yeah. So that's that that is it is out there. It's in my Dropbox. It's in my Gmail. Like it's, it's that is saved. a good one though for it's for edited my... and ready to go too. Like all yeah. I have to do is just upload it. It was funny because the next day, you know, because we were like, oh god, I'm sure we can use that a lot, and we going, yeah, maybe not. And so Joe was f- sifting through it the next day for editing purposes, and I kept texting him like every hour. So I get, have you found anything in there that we can use? Is there any? Can you segment? truncate it down? I'm like, if I edit it down, all the things. <laughs> that are in there that I know for a fact people will be like, what the fuck? That wouldn't, and not in a good what the right. fuck. If I edited it down, it would be about 20 minutes. The reason I kept saying that too is because this is early on, early ish on for us. I'm like, God damn it, we were here for four or however long hours it was. Yeah. And we got nothing. Nothing. <laughs> because it's like, we just like throwing it away. Yeah. And what if we didn't, like you said, didn't throw it away, but it's in the, it's in the vault. Yeah. God. <laughs> It's in the, one of those. It's from the uh, the uh, the uh, Rares of the Lost Ark top secret box. It's getting top men. It's getting rolled to the warehouse somewhere. <laughs> oh God! But yeah, I, I reason to even say him never came out of my mind was because to me he's just a, he's just a friend, not just a friend. But I was thinking of other people that were not really friend category. But that's a good one. Yeah, it was. Uh, well, and because it, it really showed the depth of his like musical knowledge, right? And then. He enlightened me just in that one podcast. He enlightened me some things, some reasons why. Like one of the, the one of the big things I'll, I, uh, that I took away from that was when it came to dance music, the origins of modern like EDM and house and techno and so on and so forth. Most of it comes from disco. The beat comes from disco. The dancing, like the sure uh, young people, or not just young people, just people getting together and dancing. But like constantly for hours and hours and hours and hours, where each song goes into the next that right. wasn't done at sock hops no it was not that wasn't done at woodstock though that was they would straight play up a, by the top and applaud the band and yes, then they would uh that is a disco yeah. thing 100 percent. yeah and you know i was raised in an area of the country and a uh by unfortunately my stepfather was always talk shit whenever i started listening to dance music like when i was like 13 14 and some of it was like kind of on the radio and I was like, "Oh, what is this?" Wait, so how? What? What year was this? What? It, what the ninety-three, ninety-four so dance music would have been. What it was was it was either dance remixes of of pop songs, okay, or just straight up dance songs like that uh, that just kind of made the top forty. Okay. Um, now it's super commonplace. Back in the early mid nineties, you didn't hear no dance like dance music on the radio. Unless it was a disco throwback station, right? Or you were listening to like a college radio station, you might hear some of that, which I heard some, but not mm-hmm. very much. Mm-hmm. Um, that stuff was still very much underground. That was still very much in the era where, unless you were in a gigantic city, and I mean when I say like I don't mean like a city city, I mean like Chicago, L.A., New York, Seattle, like Portland, those, the top three or four, Dallas. Yeah, those were the scenes for dance music, and you uh, and you had your like. I'm a rocker through and through, man. I don't listen to disco shit. That's fucking lame. Da da da. That all stemmed from a lot of prejudice, mm-hmm. and it because and that's something that that Jeremiah taught me on that podcast that I didn't know. And I'm fucking a pretty knowledgeable student of the history of music, yeah. and it really made me it put me in my place and realized that I need to learn a lot more. Was that uh, the reason why there was so much hatred at disco? Wasn't that disco itself sucked? It's what it represented. It was a gay thing. It was a brown thing. It was a black thing. It was right. like those like, and it was a lot of disco in the United States was very akin, very much akin to uh, two tone ska in the seventies and early eighties in in England because you had ska bands that were a blend of white guys, Jamaican guys, women fronted bands, which was kind of rare. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you had the same thing with disco and funk in the seventies, hundred percent. Oh yeah, because you had you know like if you look at uh, Casey and the Sunshine Band. It's like half white, half black, and then right. you got this one little like I think it's like a Puerto Rican guy in there. Right. Like these are all a blend of things, and then of course like dance music, like electronic dance music later on, like house music came from most of it, like not most of it, like Chicago and uh, Detroit. Mm-hmm. Uh, those they kind of invented electronic style dance right. music. Those that all came out of gay clubs. 
So what you had was, you know, like or the disco sucks, death of disco, that whole thing. Oh, yeah. You've seen footage of that. I'm sure you were alive then, but I don't know if you heard about it or not. Weren't they? Didn't they get? In, didn't they do that like a big explosion? Yeah, a bunch of records fucking, in the theater in, in a, in a stadium. Field or Comiskey? I think well, it was they, in Chicago. And people got hurt because they used so much. Explo- yeah. People were aware of this stunt that they did. Yeah, it was like the death of disco. It was like 1980 or something like that. Right. And, they, and they got a shitload of people vinyl. brought yeah their vinyl and tapes and eight tracks and shit. And, and so they, they hired. So there's like a I don't know if it was during the before the game. I don't know when the fuck this happened. I don't know when they did this. I, know, I think it was supposed to, like it was like during the seventh inning stretch, and they didn't realize how big of a mess it was. They had to call the game. I think. But what it was, it was a local uh, radio DJ who was oh, yeah. pissed that right. He Did was, disco was taken over. Well, disco not not take had taken out. They took over his job. Yeah, because his, the format of his radio station changed from rock mm-hmm. to disco. And he's uh, like, and he's like, disco sucks, and that's where disco sucks came from. So I think but a lot of people gave him. They mailed him or whatever. He, got, he collected a shitload of disco albums. Yes, and then they pile them and all then, up. I think is what and they then did, and ran a steamroller over him. No, shit, no, they use explosions. It was an explosion. That's right. They did use an explosion. And I think people yeah. got hurt. That was the Beatles. The Beatles records is the ones I was forgot about them. That, that was right. that was the steamroller win. So the, yeah, the disco records they blew them up. I think people got hurt. People I think did. They, people did get hurt. They, they and people stormed like, the field and yeah, and it brought was, their own. It, it shit turned to, into a riot kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, but that's and that all came from prejudice. That's yep. that's one hundred percent what it was. And then I look at. You know, like he, the people are like, fuck disco, dance music is lame. I was told, well, I don't know why you listen to that shit. It's nothing but modern disco without instruments. And I was like, so? Disco is fun. Dancing is fun. Dance music is fun. Right. Who fucking cares? And well, it but doesn't that, matter. But, it doesn't, yeah. But also. You don't have to go dance if you don't want to. If you're a senior to. in high school in 1978 and mm-hmm. you got long hair and you, you you like your rock music and you only listen to it on an AM station and everything else is disco, I could see where you get kind of irritated by it. But also, if you're in the Bible Belt area, there's not a lot of out and proud gay people, man. No, there's not. You know? Yeah. It's kind of like all those people that you got in the, what, late 90s? Is that when it was? Mid to late 90s when uh, Rob Halford finally came out as gay? People in the industry knew they had known for decades. Mm-hmm. They didn't care. He's an artist. Artists are like that. They're opening. They, they're they they're uh, uh, the barrier. Welcome yeah. a welcoming yeah. kind of crowd, so to speak. Right. Yes. Yes. Uh, so when he came out, there were all these people getting rid of their uh, their their Judas Priest gear and like all this stuff. And I'm like, how did you not know? I know. When you look at the biker, can't you in, just? And, I think he's, and, like, he's just a like, rough and tough biker guy. It's like. No, no, the leather <laughs> choker and leather hat and right. studded leather jacket and with no shirt underneath or a mesh tank top. And he moved pretty well for that. Yeah, <laughs> he was like, yeah, you never saw your typical him white biker with, looking guy. He was never hanging out, you know, getting groupies to show their titties in the front row. Like <laughs> put all the puzzle pieces together, guys. Fuck, man. There's your sign right yeah, there. Yeah, there's your sign right there. So anyway, that that was one of the things I really I that I got from from that podcast with Jeremiah. That was that was a great one. The other the other one definitely Frank. Mm-hmm. Like that one Frank yes. Frank Voodoo, formerly yeah. of Voodoo's Glow Skulls and uh Leonard was good. Leonard's always good. He's yeah. just a fun time. So I don't have I've had to I don't know. I mean, I wish Cat would come back to town. That would be which I think she will have her playing at a couple of places, you know, that'd be a lot of fun. I would say another one that is one in my top five would be um, when we interviewed Trace. And he talked about his addiction, his struggle yeah. with addiction, and how he got out of it. Mostly because I got more feedback from, like, positive feedback back from people who I'd never heard from mm-hmm. and didn't even know that they listened to the podcast. Mm-hmm. Or if I did, I'd forgotten about it uh, on that and said, thank you. Like, I got thanked multiple times. I don't know if you heard anything. I don't know. Maybe I'm more social with um, these people, but... I, uh, I did, yes, I did, and, and that was thanked for creating some awareness because you know a lot of people. That's a opioid addiction is a it's a it's a damn plague right now. Like it's it, there's a lot going on. It's probably a little bit better than it and was in the heyday when I I you think pop these pills say, all over the place. But yeah, like say six, seven, eight years ago, it's yeah. gotten a lot better because it's harder to get harder to get the pills. God, those drug companies. The, it's so fucking funny how they're making all that shit legally and everybody's getting a shitload of it. And, yeah. You know, and but people have a problem with weed still. You know, it's like okay, yeah, no shit. God Almighty, I like my weed. Yeah. It's really nice. So yeah, show three hundred. Yeah, episode three hundred. 
which means on average, like how long is this our sixth year? Something like that, yeah. Somewhere around there. Something like that's a while. I had no idea we'd be doing this long. I didn't think about well, when's it going to end? I never thought. Still don't think about it. Um, right, but yeah. So, but we will want to try to like we're doing more this year. We've already had some more fun than the last two years in January, probably. Um, but we want we do want to have some more guests. You know, we're gonna yeah. have, have that happen as much as possible. I want to have Pete back on. That'd be great. Yeah, he he um. Because he does occasionally, he he does one. He kind of misses doing it. He wants to do more often. Uh, yeah, with podcast. him and Chris Lay, I forget what it's called. They do I like a music podcast out of the out of the record store. Which yeah, is cool. and then, um, but you know, Chris is pretty busy, and he's got a couple bands he's doing stuff, and he's yeah. got his grandson, and he likes to play around. Grandpa with Chris, yes, that's who's funny. like thirty nine. I like that. That is hilarious. So, hey, uh, let's take a break. Let's do it. Yeah, we'll be right back. <laughs> January 15th, 1929, Martin Luther King Jr. was born. Okay. It's MLK Day today. It is MLK Day as we are recording this. It is. Uh, one of the most well-known but also controversial figures of the 20th century. Sure. Um, led the Civil Rights Movement, which... Uh, won the Nobel Peace Prize. Nobel Peace Prize. Nobel Peace Prize. 
um, but was also flawed. Everybody is. He's and he's proof positive that you can be a flawed human being and still do great things and wonderful things. Yep. Because he definitely screwed around on his wife a lot. Think a about lot. that. He was, he was like, like an attractive man and how charismatic he was. But he had, he yeah, was, he was just, uh, he was, he was just neck high and just, just let's, yep, <laughs> admirers. Let's put it that Admi- way. Admirers. <laughs> well, and he was a, he was also you know Baptist minister. Oh my God, right? he had it like, all going. Yeah. You know. God, imagine if he could cook. Wow. Fuck, man. He's like talk about the entire package. Maybe he could cook. Yeah. Could Martin Luther King, King cook. cook? Like, oh, that's terrible. So, um. <laughs> His "I Have a Dream" speech is one of the more famous things, and and you learn, you learn that speech. Like that was a speech that we didn't have to memorize, but every one of my speech speech and debate class in uh, when I was a sophomore in high school, we all had to read that speech Which aloud. Is, which is not very long. Actually. It's not very long. And you know that he, uh, you probably know this fun fact. He had a different speech all written out, and he said, "Fuck it, that's not what I'm feeling." When he something. saw, yeah, when he saw the whole sea of people, yeah, he just went, oh, "I'm going to wing it." Yeah. <laughs> yeah, incredible, incredible man, and you know, uh, yeah, the, his his oratory skill. If you just look into it, you know, his cadence and how he would pause and how he, everything he did. That's just proof right there. You know, words mean things, but the just the way you sit, because you could read that off. You could have just read it, and it'd and, be like, oh, okay. Yeah. But the way he, you know, he builds up and and a dramatic pause, pausing like in music too. You know, some of that is the most important. Yes, stuff. a lot of times, and and I've I've. Uh, I can't remember. There's a scene in a. Uh, it's not always the thing. Uh, I think George Harrison said it, where it's not. Uh, music is not always about. It's not just about the notes you play. It's about the space in between the notes, and the mm-hmm. same thing goes for for speech. Yeah, which is why our most the most uh, some of the most charismatic public speakers of all time, whether they were good or bad, knew how to how to hold the crowd. So I used to practice, and we'll get back to Martin Luther King just a second, but I would, in doing that, and I did a whole lot of public things when I spoke a handful of years ago, as you know, but there was one of them where I said, I'm not going to, just out here, you know, and I, I just, I knew what I wanted to say. I had a couple of different topics that I could easily remember, or just by one word, I could remember like two or, you know, two or three words, and I could start to talk about that for a while and that for a while. Yeah. And I just ran with it um, just off the cuff, and it was really fantastic. But I thought, let me see if I can duplicate that again or something close, and I couldn't do it because it, it was it was organic in my mind at that moment what I wanted to say, right? And it all worked together. Probably kind of like happened with Martin Luther King. I'm not comparing myself to him. It's not what I'm doing. <laughs> I'm just saying you're aspiring to be like him, right? It was yeah. like, but I thought, yeah, I'm going to try to do that again, like tomorrow or two hours later or something. And I went, oh boy, I just can't, I can't do that again. Like the, right. mo- the moment was right, which for him it was very right. Yeah, and I wasn't in front of anybody. I was just practicing to do that. Well, I'm going to have to have notes. Obviously, I'm going to have to, and I hate just staying there and reading something. And I really don't want to do that tonight, tomorrow night, last night, mm. wherever we are, for what we're going to be doing. But um, but I may have to have at least notes. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah. So MLK uh was a uh, shot in Memphis, killed in Memphis, killed in Memphis. Yeah, like. Oh. And Nin- I, 1968, man. That was what t- that man. was one of the years of this country. Well, between 67 and what 66 to 68, you had Malcolm X, uh, Dr. King, Robert Kennedy, mm-hmm. all all assassinated. Mm-hmm. It's like, and 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 I say I, I I put Robert Kennedy in there because he was a, a civil rights leader. Like he was, he sure. he took up, took the mantle from you know his dead brother in '63 mm-hmm. and just ran with it. And uh, you know, and it's probably one of the not. I mean, it's, I'm sure it was one of the reasons he was he was so charismatic and popular that he was killed. You know, it was, yes, and he ended up gaining traction, and he was pissing off a lot of folks yeah. that kind of wanted to keep things uh, the way that they. The way that they'd been and, in the South. I know you've seen that uh, that speech where he was on the campaign trail and and he broke the news to a large group of people. He was in fact he went to that Dr. King had been assassinated. That's yeah. right. I forgot and about said, that. I think he went to a large black event. I think. I think he he because none of them had learned about. It. He goes, okay, I gotta I gotta do this. We don't have maybe riots and stuff like that. You know. So I think he went yeah. there and said, and he announced it and he said, you pl- please, but you must remember that I had. Someone from my family was shot and killed. He didn't, of course, he was brother. He's talking about right. He goes, 
and he was shot by a white man, you know, and and he, he was just trying to really trying to figure out how he would see it was all off the cuff too. He off the cuff was and trying down. to put put some empathy out there. Yeah, so that and it, say, hey, we can't. God, you know, let, let's not burn I've, the fucking country down. I've seen that video clip, or at least listen to the audio, because I I yeah. now remember. You hear like one woman in the audience cry out because everybody else is in shock, and yeah. you just hear one woman like cry out. Yeah, in this big audience. Yeah, uh, the Dr. King was assassinated. And it, like I, you know what sucks? I don't even know if did they find who killed him? Who? Dr. King. Oh yeah, no, it was um, uh, fuck. Yes, it was uh, oh, I should know this. You're gonna say it. I'm gonna. Yep, that's it. Because it's gonna be easy to find. Look it up. He's been in jail. For, I think he died in jail. I, I don't think he was executed. Um, mm-hmm. it, it was like a... Uh, oh, James Earl Ray. Yeah, I was going to say like a real rednecky name. <laughs> Is that a redneck name? James Earl? I don't know. Jimmy Earl Ray? Yeah. Know, maybe not. Maybe so. And I think he died in, in prison. I think. I, I don't think he was... Um, uh, whatever. Oh, he... Uh, Convicted in 1969 after uh, entering a guilty plea and thus foregoing a jury trial and the possibility of a death sentence. So, And he was sentenced to 99 years okay. with no parole and died April 23rd, 1998. What? God, he lived that long in prison. In 77, him and six other convicts escaped. Oh, I forgot that. And then they that. were recaptured uh, three days later. And then the, the judge added one year to his sentence. <laughs> what a fuck you. That's a great fuck you to a real piece of shit. I yeah. appreciate that. What a, I, I, I wish I could find that judge and shake his hand. Uh, let's see. Yeah, he died at 70 in prison. Pepsi. Oh, got okay. off Got off light. Fuck you. Yeah. Should have been beaten to death. Um, and I forgot the name of the hotel. The, all these things. I'm, my brain is just not. Uh, I saw that it was room 306. Of the hotel. Of the <laughs> yeah. Heard this a hundred times. But I'm watching the movie Selma. I started watching it again uh, earlier today. I'm going to finishing up this evening. Uh, reference to Selma, Alabama and the march that they did. It was really interesting how this march was done. I didn't know they tried to do it. Or they, they first tried to do it, and they got all fucked up, and then Martin Luther King came down, and then they really marched right. from Selma to Montgomery, which is, I don't know, 50 miles or something, or 80 miles, and they camped along the way and stuff like that. Really interesting piece of history. But I had a... Um, the, Lorraine ho- uh, the Lorraine Motel. The Lorraine. Yeah. What, Lorraine? But, you know, Martin Luther King had a dream. Well, I had a dream about Coretta Scott King. That's so... Bizarre. Weird. Please, please keep this. No, I wasn't. G-rated. I wasn't. I didn't. You have? Did you have a sex dream about? I didn't do the do. Mrs. King. Did I did not? Okay. So, but it was odd because I've had I had this dream repeatedly. I think on Martin Luther King birthday, it was like a repeating dream for years until a handful of years ago. It just mm. kind of stopped. But um, it was it was probably in my thirties, I would guess. And I was driving my high school, one of my high school, 1971 Monte Carlo. And I was, uh, I think that's what it was. And I, there was going to be the event. They're going to have the event. I think it was the repeating, um, let me, um, it's coming back to me now. They hadn't, this is going to be like the grand opening or the inaugural event or whatever for the Martin Luther King Center in downtown Atlanta, which I've never even been there. I've seen plenty of pictures of it. I know what it looks like. And I think there might be a flame burning there too kind of thing. And like the Martin Luther King Library, I think mm-hmm. is what it is actually. But I drove there and picked her up, or she was already in the car, and it's just she and I driving down there, and I'm always checking my clothes, make sure I'm dressed appropriately, and we're going. It was really like a sad thing, actually. Cause we're going to go down there. And she had just lost her husband, and for some reason, I'm taking her to the funeral in the event where I think he's buried down there. Wow. Yeah. And I never even tried to get, you know, didn't even try to grab her at all. Didn't try to get any elbow titty, <laughs> or, no elbow titty or nothing. Didn't even. Oh my God, Paul. <laughs> Jesus. Just saying. <laughs> oh, there was no sexual thing and i remember showing up there and i don't remember a lot of details when we were there i remember seeing it you know the plaza area that's in there or something but it was a re- repeating dream almost exactly the same for a number of years 
Um, now, some of you folks may remember, Paul, if you, a handful of years ago went, you were in uh, South Carolina? Manning, South Carolina, yeah. where, um, and the topic came up again, and I, it was one of my friend Tommy Stoy's friends who who lived there, and I guess they went to high school together. Anyway, his friend, it's black friend of his, he was the son of this man in uh, Manning, South Carolina, who was the head of the NAACP in South Carolina. Right. And I can't remember his name, but if you look up... Um, I'm working on it. Yeah, there's Keep like talking. there's like two funeral homes in Manning, and Manning's a really tiny town. Um, and and yeah, you look up the civil rights leader, or whatever Manning, South Carolina. His name will come right up. It's like Flanagan, or F- F- I think I'm pretty sure it's an F. I should remember this, but anyway, real nice guy. My friend Tommy, his friend is still there, and they still own the family. The sons own the funeral home still, and the house. That, I think they still one of them still lives there, but it's like a house and a funeral home. It's really a cool little thing. But Martin Luther King came there, I think, more than once to visit. They were driving through and to have dinner and things like that. And there's pictures in their funeral home. It may have been before it was a funeral home. I'm not even sure. But there's like a, there's like a parlor sort of off to the side. Like it's like a sunken room kind of thing. When it's kind of a medium-sized, bigger room with like a bar and some bar stools. And they have a photograph in there of Martin Luther King and this guy's father sitting at that same bar with the same freaking bar stools that are still there. And I, I said, wait a minute. These are the, they look like, he goes, yeah, these are the ones right here. So I said, Martin Luther King, we're just hanging out there. Martin Luther King sat in one of these chairs. And he said, yeah. So I sat in all of them to make sure I can, I'm sure I've got some Martin Luther King rub on my jeans. You know, that I've got Which is there. really cool. Yeah. And I said, that's incredible. And his, his, Mother is still alive. The, the guy's mother is still alive. And she called when we were there. And she's getting really old. And I really wanted to meet. I wanted to talk to her. She put her on speakerphone. And, hey, Mom, this is so-and-so. I'm here with Tommy. And she knows Tommy Stoy, the, or the common friend we have. Mm-hmm. And he's here with his friend Paul. He's, he's just really freaking out and enjoying the house and all the history. And then she goes, oh, that's so nice, Paul. And what, it, was, it was really cool talking to her. I said, look, I am, I am beyond impressed. Because then there's so much... Oh, they were shot at. The house was shot at more than once. That's People right. Drive by and shoot it. And I think there's still a hole in the. He showed it to me. Well, that's nice. But to be expected in the 60s. I mean, yeah. You know, so middle of South Carolina. So um, you've got Fleming and Delaney. That's it, Fleming. Oh, it's Fleming. Okay, there we go. Fleming. I said Flanagan or something. Fleming. Yeah. That's it. Okay. His name was Billy Fleming, or his father's name is Bill. I think his father's name was Bill also. Look up Bill Fleming, civil rights, South Carolina civil rights leader. But his son was named as uh, Billy, I think, and that's who we hung out with and shotguns with and that kind of stuff. Um, and um, yeah, it was really. And Tom used to hang out with him. It was it wasn't the proper thing to do to hang out with um, black people in South Carolina. But oh, Tommy said he had some of the best parties too because the the black people in that area would have uh, cabins in the middle of the woods and nowhere, and they would all get a bunch of booze and stuff and go driving through the woods and and party. So they weren't parting out in the you know in the main part of the right of the city or something or anywhere it could be seen but but Tommy said yeah I've been to these black parties where I'm the only white guy there you know everybody accepted him in there and he would party with him and then, you know and when he was in high school and stuff that's pretty cool Tommy that is really cool with him but yeah did you find anything on Bill, Bill Fleming with not the really civil right? there's no, I, I guarantee I, there's something anyway something Fleming civil rights I don't know if we NAACP Something I know it's there. There's got to be something there. But what I did think it was odd was that there is a. It, this is Clarendon County. You can look maybe Clarendon County civil rights. You know, C L A R E N D E N Clarendon County civil rights leader. Stop. I uh, cannot read sorry. and type and listen to you okay. shout keywords. I can't do it. Okay, I'm stopping. <laughs> I can't. I'm I've stopping. done it for 300 episodes. 299. <laughs> I can't fucking do it anymore. <laughs> Fleming and Delane Funeral Home and Chapel is a family-owned business established in 1948. We take pride in the name Fleming and Delane, where both families were courageous leaders involved in the history of the civil rights movement in Clarendon County, which eventually led to the May 17, 1954 decision outlawing racial segregation in the public schools in the United States of America. There you go. Uh, Billy Fleming, son of Lillian Fleming, joined the firm after serving as lieutenant World War II. Prior to his death, Billy and his wife, Marjorie, served as directors for not only the NAACP, but our firm and da, 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 like and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, that's that. It's just incredible. And they do have, uh, like, pictures on their website of 
what appears to be Dr. King and I'm sure that's a picture of him if he's sitting in a chair. I'm, I'm looking for one. <laughs> it's uh unfortunately their website is not optimized for mobile use, so it does, it's does not really me. not but able to But I think do I'm not sure if I talked to his mother and she called on the phone on speaker when we were chatting, but I told Billy, you know, the son, I said, "You guys have a lot of good artifacts and American history stuff and the civil rights. I said, there's a lot of stuff in here. It belongs in a museum. I kind of basically said that. I said, what's, what happens? What happens when, you know, is your brother into this or are you really into it? And they're, they're just, they're, they're into it, but they're not really, you know what I'm saying? It's like when your mom passes, this is all going to go to you guys. Do you have a thought about this? Cause this really should be, Oh, and it would really bother me. Pope, I, the Pope fucking visited that place. Which one? There's a picture of the Pope and Reggie Jackson. Re, Reggie Reggie Jackson? Yeah. I don't know. The like baseball player. No, no, no. Jesse Jackson, not Reggie oh, Jackson. Jesse, he, <laughs> yes, Jesse, Jesse Jackson. Jesse there, Jackson. Yeah. Right. He was and there. the Pope Jesse Jackson and they're like shaking hands. Pope Jackson. Pope Jackson. <laughs> God, can you imagine a black pope? Wow. That would it, be kind of cool. It may happen someday. Anyway, so they have a Clarendon County Museum there. That's like it's like a quarter of a mile away because it's mm-hmm. it's near downtown where their funeral home is, old historic kind of downtown, kind of like we have, and they do a lot better Christmas lights than we do, by the way. And they're like a tenth the size. Oh my God! So I point that out. <laughs> anyway, so um, hey, let's go in there. Tom, like Tommy's like my buddy. Why do you want to go in there? Because I just want to see. And I, like, we, it's not that big. We just kind of. I said there, and we came back out. I said there is nothing in here in the Clarendon County Museum about the Fleming family and being the head of the NWA and getting shot up in the black history and the movement. There's nothing. There's and not, hammering out the civil rights movement there's not in, in fucking South Carolina. word in wow. that museum. And I went, this is fucked up, Tommy. He goes, yeah, I know. I said, yeah, I'm just saying it's fucked up. It's fucked up. And it's right over there. Martin Luther it, King was in this town right over there. You could almost see the house. Yeah. And there's not one mention of that in this museum. So there you have it. You know, it. something that's always kind of bothered me about the town I'm from, which is fairly progressive town I guess but it's still some backwards ass shit goes on there mm-hmm. is in Troy Ohio there are two known houses that are on the National Historic Registry mm-hmm. for being documented uh, uh, documented as being part of the Underground Railroad wow because it's so close it's still I mean because it's only 60 miles or so as the crow flies Mm -hmm. from the Ohio River which was the northern edge you know of the Mm -hmm. Confederacy Mm -hmm. and so and the Mason-Dixon line so to speak not so to speak but the actual Mason-Dixon line so one of those houses a friend of mine grew up in or I wouldn't say a friend I haven't spoken to him in 15 I haven't seen him in 15 years but Mm -hmm. guy that I grew up with and I used to you know play roller hockey with and fuck around the neighborhood Mm -hmm. We went down in his basement because he had told me about, like, there's, it's up on a hill and a long kind of sweeping, probably 50 yard long front, front yard, big yard mm-hmm. and nice sweeping like grass hill and down up at the, at the base of the hill at the street was a, is a hitching post oh. with a, with a black, like a, with the black horse with sure. the, the ring through its mouth, you yeah. know, and all that. Yeah. And it's sitting on like a slate like slab mm-hmm. that's kind of broken up. Well, he he had always told us that like when we learn about Civil War shit like in junior high, he, and they were talking about the Underground Railroad and this and that you know mm-hmm. and the other. And he brought that up in class at my house. My dad told me that my you know our house was you know the original owners several generations back. Mm-hmm. They the they were uh, abolitionists and they. Uh, you know, there's a tunnel off of our basement that goes all the way out to the street, and you can see sunlight coming through there. And they said that they hid people on the Underground Railroad. You know, uh, escape slave exactly? folk, Troy, far, Ohio. How far in your town? Or close to your ten town. minute walk from my mom's house. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Can, can you go down like, there and see it still? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Well, I I I don't know if his parents still live there or not. Oh, okay. But I know that when I was in ninth grade, I think it was summer of ninth grade. Summer before ninth grade, maybe. Right. I asked him if we can go in there. I'm like, can we go down to your basement and do the thing? He's like, well, yeah, it's like it's kind of sketchy, and my dad really doesn't like us like walking around there because you you have no idea when it might collapse. Oh yeah, because it's barely you know buried. It's only maybe four feet. Oh god, under stuff above you. You know what I mean? It's like four oh, feet god. under the grass. Yeah, but it, it had if there you were sneeze wrong. It might the just old timbers are still in there. It looked like a mine. It looked like a mining tunnel. Like you could. Wow. I I remember in like being like 15. 
and not being able to stand up in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we were able to walk. We did it. His parents were gone. We're like, all right, let's, let's do, do this. And got flashlights and went, you know, exploring. This giant wooden door with iron latches still on it that are probably from that era. Sure. Yeah. And it was uh, there was a little bit of water in there, so but it was summertime. We didn't give give a shit, and it was like a little sketchy. And we got and I could see we had the flashlights, and once we finally got up, like I turned the flashlight off for a second. And I could see little beams of light coming through those slabs out at the street. Mm-hmm. And you, once you got closer to the street, there were benches, like old wooden benches in there. Mm-hmm. And this guy had never, Jay is his name, Jay had never been up on, like that that far in. Right. Because his parents were like, you never know it might collapse, you will die. And da, da, da. So, mm-hmm. But us being 15 and you know bulletproof and shit, invincible. You know? Yeah. How uh, do you know how that worked? You know, the Underground Railroad. It was, it was all word of mouth. Right. Um, and you had what you had were you had abolitionists that were outspoken, and then you had abolitionists that kept their beliefs quiet. Mm-hmm. And that's what most of those people were on the Underground Railroad. But they were like civic leaders and things like that. But that how, how did they work them to getting up north? How, how did this? How did this handoff physically? At was it night? You know, usually, and yeah. Obviously, it wasn't a railroad that was underground. Yeah, that obviously. was just a, it was a, that they used the term Underground Railroad right. to throw off the scent. Right. Of people trying to figure out who these people are. And how, and how, it's, how it's happening. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But you had people all throughout the South that were either um, freed slaves, born as freemen, or uh, you had uh, white folks that were that just were like, this is wrong. Mm-hmm. And they were sympathizers. They were abolitionists. So they and most of them kept that a secret. You know, the mm-hmm. further north you go, the less you had to keep it a secret from what I have read. Sure. Um, but still there were people in that area of Ohio that didn't want, they didn't, they, 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 they didn't want slavery, but they also didn't want a bunch of black people living there. Mm-hmm. So you had those people that weren't technically opposed to slavery, but they were opposed to integration and things like that. Sure. But you had, it takes uh, a while to make change and of course, and yeah, especially a huge cultural shift like that. baby steps. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, it was a lot of word of mouth. It was a lot of traveling on river. It was learning to throw how to throw off the scent of dogs, mm-hmm. and just like eighteen fifties to eighteen sixties era special ops, basically. Sure, yeah. And all word of mouth. Nothing was ever written down. That was something I remember reading, like about Harriet Tubman. Was like nothing was ever written down. Uh, On, it, was it was all word of that, mouth. That was the plan. We're not going to write any yes. shit down. Yeah, exactly. And it, a lot of it was like similar to uh, if you ever read like Last of the Mohicans, mm-hmm. the yeah. way they did their guerrilla war- warfare, like the, that the natives did. They would use uh, like nature sounds, clicks, whistles, right. things like that. Things that sound like something that wouldn't, wouldn't something something yeah. that's not a human voice. Yeah, and that was something that that you had code words and and things like that. And there wasn't a huge success rate, if I remember right. The success rate was like fifty percent of the people that like escaped would not as slaves not from the plantation. Did not they either died or they got captured and taken back mm-hmm. to whatever you know wherever they came from. So uh, yeah, to go in, in literally like a hundred and fifty years, hundred and twenty years, to go from the end of slavery to what Dr. King managed to somewhat accomplish like uh, you know 80 percent of his goals 75 percent of his goals maybe right right. uh with you know integration in the schools and this and that and the other like it's incredible and weren't you like when you lived in atlanta or like in georgia didn't you uh have to get bust i was bust into yeah we were from they were still still having county in a very wide area and we were in this one little area where they were yeah they were busing in we were much closer to the high schools that were white but i went to marietta high school um, and uh, that's where the Square Marietta is now, where McCracken's is and all that kind of stuff. But we were bust in there, and um, which was odd, I guess. It was a very predominantly black school, right? So it wasn't like blacks being bust into white areas. It was just it was the opposite. Yeah. And um, but the school was cooler though. It was like an older school, but it was kept up, and it was and it, it, the education wasn't bad. You know, they had some good teachers and right and black and white teachers and. And all this stuff, and I had a oh, I got to work on a special project with this really attractive black chick. Oh my god, special project. Do you remember her name? No, damn. But I really did like her. I thought I would really easy, really easy, 
Remember the day. Remember the day. I know. Keep things sacred. And anyhow, yeah, we were making a map. It was a project because I knew how to make maps, scale them up from, like someone wanted to make a map of the world and it was awful. And I went, God, and I knew how to scale, basically taking, you know, little squares and just, okay, one square is one, you know, whatever, and just scale it up. And we had this, kind of this world map thing. And we made all the continents kind of in a big flat mm. map. And I think I went back in there or someone told me that they were in there and going, oh, yeah, we had this cool map. That was a map that I made with this black chick that I knew one of the smarter people in the class we got to do do this thing because no one else knew how to do it anyway um what was I going to say oh and back to that negative thing in South Carolina also it's kind of a Martin Luther King because I was kind of blown away by seeing all that stuff uh, in, yeah. in Manning and so Tommy thought he would point things out to me that were negative in the history of Clarendon County and there's one of them there was a big bad thing where they they hung a young black guy there or a kid or a boy there because they thought the rumors had that he raped a white girl or something and it was found out many years later that it wasn't him and they killed him at the they hung him in the town square and wow all this kind of shit well that's really great tommy and then so we're driving around and he goes oh there's so-and-so and tommy would know all these it's like an older guy probably was in his late 60s or 70s on a construction company tommy was pointing out these people he goes yeah that guy that guy he goes they were active in the KKK here not that long ago. They had chapters here, and yeah. because that's, they're all just around. They're just integrated in there. Now I'm thinking, oh, no wonder there's nothing in the Clarendon County Museum. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> oh, that's why I brought up Troy and the Underground Railroad thing, mm-hmm. is that there's no, I, as far as I know, they may have changed this, but there is no mention of Underground, uh, Railroad. Uh, Underground Railroad or or anything in the that's Troy so Museum. That's odd. Yeah, you'd think so. Like, there's a little museum. Like Ohio is not terrible like that. It's not wasn't the Deep South kind of thing. No, but Ohio had its share of really fucking awful, awful racism shit. I yeah. mean, just awful. Hmm. Like, uh, Cincinnati Police Department. Like, if you thought L.A. was bad, mm-hmm. Jesus, the Cincinnati P- Police Department, going back to, like, I, as recently as like five years ago, like they're like just rampant, rampant white supremacists, mm-hmm. clan members, all sorts of stuff in the Cincinnati Police Department. Uh, Dayton was not so bad, but I have heard some things about it. But uh, I don't know if you remember a few years ago, uh, downtown Dayton, Ohio, they were uh, the the clan was supposed to do a like a, a rally and a parade. Like okay. they they filed all the permits and all that oh, stuff. Oh yes, I remember that. And it was like, or not? No, it was a protest <clears throat> for me. some shit. Well, my one of my favorite breweries down there uh, is a little tiny place called Toxic Brewing, and they they're the ones I've showed you there, like on Instagram. Their uh, like sandwich board that they put out front every day has oh. a different funny quote, and yeah. some of them are some of them are a little risque, and some of them are you know about drinking or just mm-hmm. some people will draw memes on there. But the the day of that rally, they put on their fuck off, but it's F U C K K K. That was it, <laughs> just in big bold letters, fuck yeah. off. Wow. And uh but the best part was twelve. Twelve clan members showed up. Oh. To for to this protest protest. The counter protesters numbered over two thousand. <laughs> and about a quarter of them showed up in horse and fucking buggies because the Amish always come out for shit like that because they believe in equality. Yeah. And that's one of the reasons that's why great. they got pushed out of a lot of places. Yeah, I thought that was incredible to see that. Like, can you imagine being outnumbered that many? Right. Yeah. Like, yeah, we're gonna fuck you up. Or part of the uh, we're strangle you with not, your fucking ropes. The NF, uh, NFA, not fucking around. Not fucking around. Oh, not <laughs> fucking around. Coalition, NFAC. <laughs> Those guys, <laughs> folks. If you if you want to see some just super incredible fucking human beings, just scary as shit. It's uh mostly the NFAC, not fucking around coalition, was formed in Georgia, right? I I, I don't really know, but I'm gonna assume maybe. I, I think so. A lot of pictures of them are in Georgia. Yeah, yeah. But you have like several hundred fit black military dudes. trained. They look black like they're all men. formerly military, like an actual militia should look. Yeah, not, as opposed to what we're not like the Operation Desert Storm or Gravy the, Seals. Yeah, Gravy Seals. <laughs> but these guys would show up at. Occasionally, like a clan rally too, just to have a presence. Yeah, just to show a presence, and yeah. they're all they're all got. And what do they say? We don't something like we don't uh, not the fucking around word. Like we don't, God, we don't have signs. We don't have. We don't have. We don't have signs. Or like we're not affiliated with Black Lives Matter. We don't have signs. <laughs> this is my sign. He just points the AR-15 on his back. I was like, oh shit! And all of them, they're holding their weapons correctly, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, like you can't yeah. like that's one of the things. Like I like I always love seeing like on Facebook or Instagram whenever. 
one of those like you know gravy seal kind of dudes don't like my military friends or former military friends would they'll they'll pick that apart like you're not even that doesn't first off that doesn't go there that's not how you wear that that's not how you hold that weapon what the right. fuck is wrong with you like <laughs> sean's one of my favorites because yeah. he'll just pick them apart and 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 like what the fuck is wrong with you right yeah it, anyway so mlk day it's a big deal yeah it is it's a big deal you got to remember remember how much of a struggle it was for other people back then not yeah, not mean, for you or I. Like, did you have anything to do with being white? I I don't think I did. I really had nothing to do with being white. You don't think you did? Yeah. No. So yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, I do like ranch dressing, so I'm like so pushing like, that, promoting that stereotype. But whatever. Yeah. yeah. I'm trying to think of what the whitest thing I do is. Oh God. <laughs> Where do we start? I don't know. I've never seen you try to dance before, so. Oh, that would be bad. Yeah. Oh, I want to go back to the uh, uh, the uh, just real quick, yeah. and then, then we'll be out of here. Oh. But. Um, what was the song playing? It was a was it a Hendrix song down at Jeremy's Juke Joint Plates where he was playing a riff and then he he put in uh, it was Guns and Roses a few notes. Oh, and, it was uh, it was a Sweet Child of Mine that was in there just for a few notes. Four. It was exactly four notes. It was one measure. Okay. It, uh, what fucking song was that? Was it either was Hendrix it Hey or, Joe or was it or was it Almond Brothers or something? Or they, they Fire. Played, I don't remember what it was. It was a Hendrix and it was the Hendrix solo and Trace and I looked at each other because we heard it. And I think you might have heard it, too. Whatever it is. Hey, that was Sweet Child of Mine. And I'm like, was that fucking Sweet Child of Mine? That was like four notes from Sweet Child of Mine. And then I walked up to the guy after when he was like packing up for the night. And I was like, I just want you to know, sitting over there with a guy who loves music and a guy who also plays music. And we, I'm wanting to know, in the middle of that solo, we heard Sweet Child of Mine. He goes, you you guys heard that? Holy shit. (laughs) And I'm like, that's one of those things you only put in for people that can hear something like that real quick. I said, dude, you, you, it, it, it was so noticeable to us that the conversation stopped. I think it's so cool too because they're that good, and they, I'm sure he's done that before. But even if he hadn't, he could just do it anyway because that's how good he was. He could, he could just make it. You'd yeah, a little bored and during the solo. Yeah, and ah, uh, fuck, I'm just gonna play. I'm right here at this fret anyway. Might as well do it. And it, and it worked <laughs> out in the key too, so it was yeah. in the right key. It was funny. It's fun and funny. All right. Anyway, that's all I got. Episode 300, man. That's it. It's been a long, strange trip. I've had a beer. I've, we have a thing of whiskey right there if you want to sip. Can, <sighs> no, no, I'm I'm kind of good. I'm I'm kind of <laughs> boozed out over the weekend. Thank you. Like like we're a bunch of old people not partying on a Friday night. So we're, episode 300, we're like going, oh, can we just go home and go to sleep? Yeah, <laughs> so like Ugh, I'm so exhausted. <laughs> I need to get my beauty rest. All right, all right. Yeah. Have a good week, folks. Bye.